Hello friends, let's just do a 10 minute quickie or less. Just a little boost, a little philosophy, and a lot of magic. And there's always awesome spirituality in there, of course, especially these days on my end. And I live in the city, which is cool because there's coffee shops and restaurants and, you know, parks and places to go and people everywhere. And I'm really enjoying it. I've lived in many different types of places all my life, 45 years young. And I'm enjoying where I am right now. But times are changing and fast and there are new chapters on my doorstep. So just very quickly, I want to talk about free will for a few minutes and then I'm going to leave you with a little poem that Sir Ken Robinson read in a TED Talk that I keep going back to even now, years later. I was reminded tonight in a particularly difficult moment that we're all connected to the hero's journey. And I was watching a YouTube movie called uh, Finding Joe. So you can look that up because it's free. And it, the hero's journey, something that um, the philosopher Joseph Campbell, you know, really did a lot of homework about and realized it existed in every way, in every society, in every story ever told one way or another. And the gist is is that there is separation, initiation, and then return. And we all go through the hero's journey in life, sometimes many times. But you can't be the hero of your own life and story if you don't have true, genuine free will. Now, we can apply that in many ways. But for just this few minutes, all I wanted to say was that even the spirit world respects the free will of each soul. And I'm coming from the heart here because things need to come from the heart. Even in the spirit world, I have learned as an evidential medium and former philosophy professor and now orb spirit photographer that everybody's soul is free and every other soul respects free will of each other's souls at the utmost level. Free will is really at the pinnacle of each soul's journey and each soul's hero's journey on the spiritual and the physical levels. The challenge is how to live or have free will and be a part of larger communities at the same time. So how to balance the ego, how to have autonomy, and yet also be responsible to the communities around you or be a part of and realize that we are all also a part of one consciousness. When others are trying to control your life in any way, when they're trying to control who you become or what you do or how you do it, um, and especially if it's based on their ideas of you or something there where they're tracking your actions, your words, your thoughts, whether that's through the ills of some, you know, it's not all bad, but 
some of the ills of capitalism or now the hacker culture that we are. And if they're listening in all the time, it can really cause madness. And it can be this sort of um, never-ending loop, very problematic, right? So when others are trying to control someone, then that person doesn't actually have as much free will as the existentialists would like to believe. And I love the existentialists. Don't get me wrong. I taught many of them for many years. I adore Kierkegaard and Dostoevsky and, you know, Sartre and de Beauvoir, for example. And I believe Socrates is an existentialist in many, many ways. But you don't have as much free will as it seems if others are invading your life and thoughts and ways 24-7 or every day in some way. And karma is real and things will backfire. Um, If you are convinced by others in power positions or who sound good or look good uh, or look good on paper without trusting your own gut, checking in with your soul, listening to your intuition, and trusting how you feel about it, right? Then people can really get hurt. And by large groups of people that seem like they're well-meaning or good people or good intending, right? If you don't respect another's freedom, whether it's by going behind their back, hacking into their phones, reading their emails, you know, texts, uh, eavesdropping, or trying to control the environment that they're a part of or around them, well, this too is a form of control of an unbalanced ego, of the abuse of power, of maybe feeling like you want to be part of something bigger and everybody else is doing it, so it must be right or it must be true or maybe I'll do it too, no matter how good it seems, right? But it doesn't respect the individual soul's free will and that's the problem. I've come to now realize, right? This can cause madness in the group, group mentality, herd mentality, or in the individual who's being eavesdropped on constantly or who's being told to do something or is trying to always combat others who are trying to shape their life in their view, not respecting autonomy and free will of each individual or soul around them. So imagine for a moment that your entire life was being hacked or watched or controlled by another group of people. You would think from a liberal socialist or just democratic, it doesn't have to be some sort of buzzword or ology or ideology, right? Just democratically speaking, communally speaking, you know, thinking about indigenous ways, for example, or living amongst a community. It's not all about you, you know, love thy neighbor, right? What does it mean to love thy neighbor? Well, you have to respect them as a free will, autonomous, equal individual first, or it won't work. It won't work karmically, and it won't work physically, and it won't work metaphysically, and it just won't work. 
in the end, there's going to be some consequence or, or something could go terribly wrong, right? So what to do then? Where to go if that's happening to you? Right? Truman Show, anyone? <laughs> Have you seen the movie, The Truman Show? So it, in other words, and to wrap this up now, how can one find their true self and go through their hero's journey and create their story or follow their bliss? And I'm not talking about pleasure here. And I've had plenty of that in life and have, you know, as an evidential medium, um, I have a little bit of an overactive nervous system. I'm a sensitive, I'm an empath. And sensitives and empaths and mediums often go through chapters of addiction. It's really fascinating. Or anxiety or, you know, depression. Or you take on the emotions of others all the time. So it can get quite complicated, especially if other groups are trying to control your life or something similar. So how do you follow your bliss? Your soul's journey. If... You don't have a choice in how it goes, right? So free will, it's real and it's the gift of each soul. And even the spirit world respects the free will of other spirits (laughs) after death, which I have personally witnessed in physical manifestations of spirits post-material loved ones and post-material spirits with witnesses in full body and voice having discussions with each other and respecting each other's free will so even on the other side and they're popping in to seances or popping in and that's not a bad word or a bad experience at all popping in with evidential mediums as they try to help others there is a respect of each other's autonomy and free will and there is not the attempt to control the other person in any way the other soul the other spirit the other actual person so it's not about our words and language or not only language and meaning ask nde survivors for example near-death experience you know people who have survived and come back to talk about it the number one thing they'll say across almost all NDE experiences is that there are no words for what they now know. So it's not about language and meaning, or at least not only about language and meaning. Sorry, philosophers. <laughs> um, it's about free will, that we all have a soul, that life goes on after death. This can now be scientifically verified. So we're in a paradigm shift. And that there are, you know, it's about less words and more feeling and more intuition and respecting each other on that note i will be talking much less tuning in and listening much more thanks for being here again welcome to orb magic look me up drchris1111.com i'm here to help and i'll leave you with this recovering old poems i wanted to read you a quick very short poem from wb yates who some of you may know he wrote this to his um, love, Maud Gone, um, and he was um, bewailing the fact that he couldn't really give her what he thought she wanted from him. 
And he says, I've got something else, but it may not be for you. He says this. Had I the heavens embroidered cloths, inwrought with gold and silver light, of blue and the dim and the dark cloths, of night and light and the half-light, I would spread the cloths under your feet. But I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. <laughs> 